love my delete later. I bloody hope you do. You can support our show by using the new ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. Just smash that link in the show description and support us now so we can keep making this podcast. Thank you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Series 2 of Mike yes. Delete Later. Yes. Good to be here. Great to be here. I'm Stevie Martin, a person who feels social media erases their soul. And I'm Gina Martin, a person who thinks social media kind of builds it up in different ways. Wow. Yeah, deep. Every week in this podcast, we go through people we find interesting social media timelines and we dredge up some good juicy business. And our guest today actually came off social media, so it's a very short episode. <laughs> yes, very short episode. No, our guest today is uh, James A. Caster. He's been on every comedy TV panel show I've ever heard of, or you could name, but he also hosts Hypothetical with Josh Widdicombe. And he's written two books, Classic Scrapes and Perfect Sounds Whatever. And he also co-hosts a podcast with Ed Gamble, Off Menu, and has his own podcast, James A. Caster's Perfect Sounds, where he basically tries to convince everybody that uh, 2016 was the best year for music. Is it? Listen. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, he seems to like never stop working. And he came off Twitter in 2018, and that's what we're going to dig into today. Why he came off it, did he miss it? The conversation, for me, was genuinely, like, so fascinating. Yeah, I find it really interesting, because um, you kind of want to know what it feels like when someone comes off. And when he talks about it, the fact that there were so many things that went into that decision. Go to at MacDeleteLaterPod on Instagram to not see James's posts, but for some great quotes from the episode. And also, maybe, like, a blurry screenshot picture, because we recorded this uh, remotely. So, before we get to our excellent guest, our new feature that we're doing for this series is basically us at the beginning asking each other what's in each other's drafts. Like, it's a really clever, unclunky way of basically saying, what's happening in your social media mind and land at the moment? Gina, what is going on with you? Okay, so this week, I've had lots of saved things about lifestyle. So I'm like, you know, I talk a lot politically a lot about stuff, but it's like, I kind of want to just be able to share like the things I'm doing. Like, here's this lovely face oil. Look at my love. Because I just feel like it's another thing to add to the thing of like, I guess I should also share what I'm doing. And also like that then puts pressure on, you know, it's like self-care. So I don't really want to share the self-care because that's the thing that I switch off from the political stuff with. Understood. But it's almost like this small pipe dream of like, imagine if I didn't talk about subjects that only ever invite people to come into my inbox to be like, you're wrong. And instead was like, look at this lovely vitamin C cream. But then so, someone would go, sorry, you're wrong. That's a shit vitamin C cream. You'd be like, oh my God, it's vitamin C cream. Let it go. Absolutely right. Be- so I've had this small pipe dream doing more lifestyle stuff. And I, I did like one night where I did like a little routine and it felt very nice. And then I thought, well, that was good. But uh, I think I'm just gonna have to carry on being myself. So yes, I'll never be an influencer in, in that sense, but I'm kind of okay with that. But I do have a hankering sometimes to just do things that simple. Well, you could do, because I don't do like lifestyle stuff ever, but what I do is like, I actually don't, I actually don't know what I do on there, if I'm honest. Uh, it's not all other people's posts and stuff. So I'll, I'll be like, I've got a lipstick, here's my face. Uh, and it'll be like a stupid face. Like, 
I don't it's know. just life a... stuff more than like lifestyle. Yeah, there's a balance. And, a, and if you feel odd being like, so in the morning I get up and I wash my face with rosehip oil, like so. And, and it would be so like, odd because I don't, that's the thing. Yeah, lying as well, just lying. <laughs> so uh, that you put the lie in lifestyle. Oh my God, very good. That's the thing, I could never be that because I just, I don't have a morning skincare routine. I don't have an evening skincare routine. I eat hummus with my fingers. I don't get dressed. So it's like, maybe I'll just show that. Yeah, also I don't think you, you shouldn't worry about because you do it's very hard you have you everyone must think about what they're putting out and that's the hard part but you do a lot and you also do show yourself chatting about those issues that you're talking about so we still see Gina like in her flat but you are always like making food or you're always in your pajamas but it's unclear that they're your pajamas I only know because it's that big old blue tie-dye shirt and it looks like it could be a normal shirt but I know you slept in it baby girl that is a shirt dress but I do sleep in it (laughs) got it Um, okay well tell me what is in your drafts because it'll make me feel better about my weird lifestyle stuff ask me ask me um okay so mine's very like true to form at the moment I'm really struggling to tweet no yes because nothing I can think of is interesting and funny and I don't have any like hot takes and things it's just like there's a lot of news and the news is quite harrowing and I don't um I just like to read that rather than then be like, here's my thoughts. But mm. I like reading other people's thoughts. And I've basically just been going on Twitter and I'd be like, oh God, everyone's knocking it out of the park with this stuff. Like they're all, everyone, so many people are thinking of funny things all the time. And I think yes, maybe- Yes, I feel about Twitter. Yeah, like how are you tweeting four times a day and all of it is funny? It doesn't, ha- I'm not saying all of it like is going viral. It's not even that. It's just like, that's a fun thought also of course you feel like that when you're watching four thousand people and more because it's not just who you follow and you're seeing mm. all of their funniest shit that went viral like of course you feel like that but ha- but how to go through it? like I've, i saw to tweet something about my show or something the other day and then uh left it on for two minutes and it got one like so i deleted it i've done that about 17 times so then i also have had that before and i've tried tweeting things like um I, I've got nothing to tweet, but I'm just having a nice time reading your things. And then I just feel like, what was the point of saying that? So also what's very weird is that I don't need to, I shouldn't be worried about not being able to tweet. I should just be like, oh, I haven't had a thought this week. That's cool. Rather than being like, oh, my, the algorithm is going to put like... Yeah, fuck the algorithm. Like, you can't, like we said in the previous episode, you actually can't keep up with it because there's too many things changing all the time. And like, I feel like that sometimes. Like I don't feed post a lot on Instagram really and I might not feed post for a week and it's like I feel like I went to oh my god well the Instagram business evening said you went to post four times a day on your feed four times a day no but step back like if you feel that pressure to be like producing content I just think do the opposite because you'll you'll always just feel like what you're putting out isn't good enough because you're forcing yourself to do it yeah, wait until you've got a good thought. You yeah, know? and that's, that's fine, fine because no one has a good thought every day. No, I know, I know. Well, it was good to see what was in your drafts and the takeout is that you shouldn't feel pressured to post all the time and I shouldn't feel pressured to post lifestyle stuff because I just want to be more simple. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good well, job. Enjoy the app, dudes. Have fun. James Acaster, what would you like to delete this week if you were able to delete something? Um, During lockdown, I have had a lot of kind of flashbacks to every single social interaction I've ever had in my life Mm. because I haven't had any social interactions properly for months. And I don't think I can think of a single positive memory of a time I have interacted (laughs) with another human being. (laughs) Uh, Apart from... My girlfriend. So I would like to delete 
every single social interaction I've ever had before <laughs> lockdown happened, please. Because no. none of them, none of them have brought me any joy remembering them. I'm not, I'm not going, oh, yeah, that was nice. Well, I can't believe you said that. Oh, those people must think you're a dickhead. So <laughs> just I can't delete every time I've interacted with another human being. Yeah, you can do that. You know what? That's so great. I think that's yes. the strongest Good. one we've had, actually, to be fair. Yeah, normally it's like, uh, sandwiches? I said yeah, toasters, I think, once. That's quite Not deep so and emotional. Gina, what's yours? Mine is my next-door neighbour, who can probably hear me, and this is sort of a subtweet, but for my own bedroom, in case he hears it. Um, my next-door neighbour, who is deaf and plays hardcore violent porn every night and day and has done for three years, and I've had to shout at him and he came out with a holding a belt and i was like what was the belt for so i would delete him a whole uh, human also, being i can wow. back that up because i lived in the bedroom uh, of gina's flat i lived with gina is what i'm trying to say <laughs> gina doesn't own the flat in we my bedroom with me I, yeah and i used to hit the porn mm-hmm. and i could not believe it was the man who lived because he just i mean what what things like he doesn't look like the sort of man who would have violent no, porn but he and come does out with a belt. Though, doesn't he he looks exactly he looks like mr mcgregor from um peter rabbit but like the evil twin and he it's obviously sexy. looks like the guy who listens to porn all day it's it's really upsetting how, how many episodes of this have you done we've recorded eight i can only imagine what your first seven things you wanted to delete were if that's number eight that you got to <laughs> Well, they were actually all boring, and I think I, I didn't have the confidence to really say what I wanted to delete. I was just sure. going for, like, shit sausages and stuff, but now I'm really feeling <laughs> it. So, Stephen, what would you like to delete this week? I'd like to delete onions, not in food, so very specific, oh. because I saw the thing where you're supposed to grow an onion. Um, there's lots of different <laughs> types of ways. I, basically, there was an onion in the cupboard, and it grew a shoot, and it was like, that's fun. I'll put that in a plant pot. That's not how you're supposed to grow an onion. So I've then been watering it every day, and then I've discovered that it hasn't grown because I needed to have basically well, I've got very wet onion in some soil and I've had it in there for four <laughs> weeks and it's starting to smell horrible and I was just in my head I was going to be somebody that would recycle onions but I'm not I think we all had that sort of dream at the beginning of lockdown that you're going to become somebody who, like lived off the land and like just mm. lived a different way and then we all put like old food in wet buckets and now no one has anything to show for it James, you came off social media. I was going to say you famously came off social media. I mean, sure, kind of was. Maybe. In a way. I haven't talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Some people, all they did. Um, So before we talk about that, I wanted to ask you what your relationship with Twitter was like when you were on it. Uh, I stayed off of it as long as I could because I didn't want to be on it. I was already on Facebook and didn't like how much I checked it. Mm. And I didn't want to have another thing that I was checking all the time. And I had my first ever TV appearance coming up. And my agent at the time said it would really, really help if you were on social media. You've got to be on Twitter so that people can know where to find you afterwards and you can get a following and blah, blah, blah. So I started it because of that. And I don't think I ever liked it. And so it was like a professional thing more than anything else. Yeah, I wouldn't have been on there otherwise, I don't think. And I do think there were positives to to it uh, as an idea and as a thing. But in, just for me personally being on there, I hated just constantly checking it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to describe what it does to, I want to say my head, because I don't want to speak on behalf of everybody, because I know some people like it and find it very good. But, like, I just find, uh, I just, my, my brain is just getting deader and deader the more that I check on it, because I'm not really doing anything on them. It's so weird. Being on your phone is so different to being on your computer. 
Yeah, it's like a good screen, bad screen, isn't why? it? <laughs> and it just never made me feel that good. Even when there, there were little moments that were good and that I enjoyed, few yeah. and far between. But most of the time, even when it was like people saying nice stuff, because you, as a comic, you check it after gigs, you check it after a TV appearance or whatever. And, you know, famously people say, you know, you'll have 95% of people saying it was good, 5% saying it was bad, and you focus on the bad lot. And I actually didn't really do that. I would just read it all and the, the bad comments would sometimes bother me. But I actually had a break off of it one Edinburgh and then had to decide to go back onto Twitter. And when I decided to go back onto it, I stopped caring about the negative tweets and didn't care about that's any of them. That's good, because that's it, actually it, it, quite it hard. Fine. People struggle with that. Yeah, I always try and come yeah. off it, and then within a week I'm over Edinburgh, and within a week I'm on it, because I just can't... For good, for mm. reason, for nice reasons as well. Like I want to see if I've had, if I'm feeling shit. I want to see that people liked my show. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I want to see that people are like, oh yes, that was a valid thing to have done on a stage. Sometimes, yes. and it's hard to have that self belief. But when you, you came on it for professional reasons, did but you used to tweet funny things. So did you mm. find yourself getting like drawn in? Would that be a good yeah. tweet? And then like having drafts and being like, ew, what what should I tweet? <laughs> or were you quite chilled out about it? Yeah, I didn't have drafts or anything, but I guess part of it professionally being on there is being funny. You think if I'm going to be on Twitter as a comic, I can't just be tweeting constantly, watch me on this, buy this that I've done, yeah. you know, download this. It has to be that I'm being a comedian on there and there's some reason for people to be following me. So I would just, I wouldn't spend too much time thinking about the tweet. In some ways, it was good writing practice because, you know, you had to make it concise and you had to make it clear what the joke was, mm. especially because, like, you know, if you do word it badly, I mean, for one, it, best case scenario, if you word it badly, people don't understand the joke and just going, um, I don't I don't think that makes sense. And then you've got to deal with all those people. Or yeah. worst case scenario, you word it badly and everyone's like, you're cancelled. So yeah. it's quite good for that, going, like, writing better and thinking about how to convey stuff but you could do that in other ways that's the thing like you could also you do, do that, that in spare time yeah them. yeah before you came mm. off it did you do what a lot of people do where they kind of like try different things so they'll delete it for a bit or they'll like mm-hmm. i don't know put their phone in another room and all that stuff did you do that or did you just go from like i'm on it i'm using it to now i can't bother with this shit anymore actually at the minute i've only deactivated the, the thing so i did it on my phone and i think you can only deactivate it on your phone and you have to delete it on a computer but you like, haven't taken that big step then you haven't like no fully it's not, well, cause I, and i'll tell you why it's because i can't be bothered to go back on the website again i don't want to go on there i don't want, don't want to, to put twitter it. into my computer and, and have to enter into it again but i guess i will at some point have to do that because at some point this year otherwise the account is going to activate itself again so it? i need to go is on that and do that happens? yeah I've deactivated it for a year. That was the maximum amount of time oh. I could have done. And it said you have to delete it on your actual computer. But oh, God. I tried to, like, give it up before or, like, wean myself off of it without deleting my profile. And all that means is that you delete the app on your phone and then you check it on Safari. And yeah, so Stevie does that. You just do that all the time. All right. Yeah, I do. As soon <laughs> as I actually deactivated it and didn't have an account anymore, it was amazing just, like, the as soon as it's gone it's gone and I didn't feel any like I want to go back on and see what's going I just felt a weight off my shoulders I felt way more relaxed for not being on there actually weirdly so during lockdown I started but I didn't search my own name it was a new podcast that I've got out and people were saying oh the tweets about it are really nice and like and all this I was like oh I'll, I'll look at that and then just the act of looking at it even though there's nothing that was negative or horrible 
made, made me feel gross. So I was like, I don't, I don't like being So like interesting, that isn't is it? That is interesting. I remember when I graduated, I did an MA in journalism and I graduated and I mm. had no job for like 18 months after it. And w- and people were just posting statuses whenever they got jobs being like, just a bit of personal oh, yeah. news. Um, I mm-hmm. Look who's finally a, like a staff writer at Women's Book Magazine. And it was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And I remember really feeling very strongly, even though I was young and didn't, hadn't like sorted my head out with with social media I think that's why that's actually the kernel of why I hate it so much I was like oh you're literally doing that just to show what and it made me feel so shit about myself that I was like so I've never Mm -hmm. once done that I've never once gone like whenever I've got a job I'm very careful to not do like a big thing because I know it makes people feel terrible but at the same time I know a lot of people do use it and there's a whole for that reason and and there's that whole like it's okay to love yourself and be really confident Mm -hmm. especially for women as well it's like yeah it's a fine line though isn't it between being like loving yourself yeah it's a fine line between but I do agree that like when people say about you've got to love yourself and stuff like that that is important as well so there's a fine line because like you you don't want to be one of those people who's constantly going no I'm pretty shit actually and and you're just constantly saying that and starting to believe it as well and just playing yourself down so there is Mm -hmm. I mean with all this stuff there's a fine old line and what is nice it's just not being anywhere near the line and being off of the fucking app. I was going to say, like, <laughs> like, like you, like you said before, it's like you don't know. You can't even explain why it makes you feel gross. But even just talking about the fine line, I'm covered in sweat and I hate myself. And I haven't <laughs> been in degrees. <laughs> why did you come off Twitter? Like, what was the was there, was a, there moment? a moment? There was a moment, but I don't know if that was the reason I didn't like Twitter. So, like, the moment was. It was just me having an extreme, very, just feeling very anxious about something. So the podcast do off menu, we we had supported the pod strike, which was like the Greta Thunberg, like climate strike stuff. And and it was like podcasts supporting the climate strike. And we had supported that and posted about it on social media. But we couldn't attend it ourselves because we were already (laughs) going to a wedding of a friend of ours. The wedding was in Italy. So on the day of the, the... the strike we had to fly to another country so in that moment i was like well this is like i don't want to not support this thing because i obviously want to support it it. and i can't drop say text my mate and go not going to come to your wedding anymore because i'll look like a hypocrite (laughs) so forget it and then and you think to yourself well most people who read this are going to have flown at some point yeah most people who support climate change so you shouldn't feel bad about that but also me and three friends who had all gone to this wedding a couple of years beforehand, we'd been involved in something that blew up a little bit on social media when we had gone abroad and we had got stranded in New York. And so this is the first time we were going to be on a plane together again since then. And one of them was like, let's take a photo of us before we get on the plane. Took a photo and we were all looking worried. I didn't think that was going on social media. It did. And then oh. someone, I think, I think only one person was like, uh, excuse me, this and this, what the fuck's this? And you go, oh yeah, I've got a platform now, so it's different and like, and all that and I started freaking out so much about like oh I just can't do, do anything yeah yeah that I was just like after what it took a while of me thinking about it and then eventually I was like I'm just getting off of it it was the reason at the time that I deleted it but looking but back it was like this straw that broke the camel's back it was like cool yeah, yeah but looking back it's not what I didn't like about social media right. so I don't look back and go that was the thing that annoyed me all the time and that I hated it wasn't. What I hated was constantly being on it, constantly checking it, needing people to tell me I was good. Like I didn't like any of that, and that made me feel gross. So you can go on it and you can feel so 
bad about humanity so quickly because just for some context james i do love it but i also like yes. just gobble content that is like which is a weird that's I've a never weird heard you say the word gobble before in my <laughs> right. entire yeah. life uh, just gobble um content that's just like this guy made a roller coaster for his tortoise and i'm like oh people are good <laughs> but it takes yeah. me like two hours of the tortoise content to get away from like the two alt-right comments like and sure. it's exhausting you talk um quite a lot about mental health and have been quite open about mental health in mm-hmm. a sense in your shows and stuff i would say that for me it's not good for my mental health um and it's just because yeah i just don't feel like i'm engaging with the real world uh a lot of the time when i'm on there if i'm feeling bad anyway going on there wouldn't make me feel good for a whole bunch of reasons so yeah i, w- I wouldn't ever like recommend it to anyone who's feeling down yeah you know, I if, if they were like either. struggling i wouldn't be like you could go on there and they, you know i mean Why i, I really do Twitter? appreciate for some people for some people it's like this thing of like oh i can interact with people and i can't do that in my normal life and things like that i so i can only speak for myself personally but like i just don't it's been really interesting during lockdown not seeing anybody and not being on social media oh, yeah. and not a single part of me is oh, like yeah. i i miss it i want to go back on there i want to I, I i just haven't and even though there's been loads of important stuff being talked about on social media but i can still read about that and watch videos about it on youtube and if someone said to me do you want to get rid of all social media forever and it never existed i would say no because i i think there are too many positive movements that have really benefited from social media you just don't know how long it would have taken for something like the me too movement or uh black lives matter to get to where they are now without that so Mm. yeah you can't like get rid of those things but you're right in saying that you can you can go and find that stuff yourself and curate that stuff around you like i think a lot of the time people say yeah like in social in social media you can get in a bit of an echo chamber a lot of people are like knowing it you have to go out and try Mm. and find that stuff and you can still do that without being on social it's just not served to you every day we had that little Mm. thing we did for a while where stevie has a similar thing where like she gets really overwhelmed with all this stuff that's happening and the amount of information and me and stevie are like best friends and sisters and when she was having a really difficult time like that i would like i was always on social and i would find things and then i would like be her like curator of stuff like oh you should look at this oh this is it so she wasn't on it but she'd get like Mm -hmm. a few handpicked things that i thought would be interesting for her dream that she could handle at that point and you would read them and be Mm. like oh they're amazing but it was just the overload of stuff at the time was so bad for your head planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You don't have a first post, James, <laughs> so that's fine. That uh-huh. just deals with yeah. that very don't, quickly. Don't know what that section is. that the whole section's gone. Great. Next, your worst <laughs> one you've brought is a Facebook one. It has a special place in my heart because I've also done it. It's so bad, and I think like maybe once a year, Nish Kumar brings this up because it was like the <laughs> highlight of his, of his stupid life. Um, when I 
did my first TV bit appearance or whatever, I was just my own name on Facebook and loads of people who had seen it requested me on Facebook who I didn't know. And I was so giddy about I've suddenly got fans that I just accepted every single request. So that's really I, nice, though. It's well, pure, yeah, nice, but not great. But ridiculous. <laughs> so I just I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I accepted all of them. Oh my god! And then I had a thing where I, I, I approved someone's friend request, and they had DM'd me, which wasn't even called that, but whatever, private message me saying something. I can't remember what it was, but it was too like I didn't know them, and it was too much. It was like they crossed a bit of a kind of line that I wasn't very comfortable with. So I ignored the message and then they messaged again being like what is your problem i've just sent no. you this message and, and, and then like and then a third one and i was thinking oh, i need to not have this as a problem so i was like i'll just do i'll do a cull and i'll get rid of everyone who i don't know no, and that's no. all i do so it's just a tip for everybody out there uh if you are going to do a cull just do it and don't tell anyone you're doing it you don't need to announce it you don't owe the people who you've never met before an explanation you can just leave it so nowadays i would never do this so i wouldn't think i owe people that i've never met fans for want of a better word anything i'd be like all i owe them is my comedy they've got that i do not owe them anything else i do not owe them an explanation for defending them on facebook however at the time i thought i don't want to upset them all so i better do that but also I'm Facebook friends with everyone that I actually know. And everybody is going to see this post. So I did a whole post of like, over the years, I've been a bit too liberal with uh, how many friend requests I've been accepting. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do a, a call. Everyone I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna get, oh, ahead I'm gonna, of time as well. Great. Oh, something like that. <laughs> Defriend you. Uh, you can like my fan page and get updates about me on that. Uh, all the best. <laughs> And then, obviously, just cue every single comic that I know commenting underneath it being like, oh, James, are you going to defend me? Or do I have to like your fan page? Oh, no. and all this, I'm like, oh, God, they've absolutely got me here. Uh, this is, uh, I'm red rag to a bull. I can't believe I did this. And all of them just having, having what, Joe, I was envious of how much of a good time they were having. So, like, oh, man, if this was someone else, I'd be right in here. I'd, I'd be doing exactly what they were doing. But the worst part of it was, is that I was defending people and one of the people I defriended was my friend's wife. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, well, they're, they're married now. At the no. time, they were boyfriend-girlfriend. But, like, basically, I only knew her at the time by her first name. And I knew her as a shortened version of that first name, not her full first name. And so when I was just going through, and, and this cull was big. There was a lot of... I'd accepted every friend request I'd oh ever got. Oh, my God. So I was, I was having to do loads. I wasn't clicking on everyone's profile and looking at who they were. I was like, don't know that name, don't know that name. So oh, I saw so you this clicked... Short... It wasn't an accidental click. You clicked her name and be like, nope. Yep, nope. Because, like, it was... <laughs> It was, a, it was a name I'd never seen before. It, oh it, it, was, it, was, it was her full first name and her surname, at which point I was not familiar with either. Defended her, and then, obviously, I mean, which is like, I mean, I'm making excuses for it, but it was, it's no excuse. I should have known her name. I'd met her. So, like, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not an excuse. Obviously, that came back to haunt me, because I think she, she was talking to one of her mates. It's about comedy. And she was like, oh, have you heard of James Davis? like, no. And she was like, oh, you, no, you will have. Hold on, I'll get him. He's my Facebook friend. And then... Oh. Not on there. No. Oh. Obviously felt felt awful. And she is such a nice person, but I wouldn't blame her if every time she sees me, a part of her thinks, you're a dick. Wait, have you not refriended her? Yeah, I did. And then I deleted okay, my Facebook account. <laughs> oh, shit. But I hope she yeah. knows that. 
she now thinks, well, she does she now. Now thinks you've like fully blocked her because when you block someone on yeah. Facebook it's like you don't exist <laughs> oh god yeah oh no oh no <laughs> oh no yeah. Steve you did, did the that. same thing well, didn't I didn't do the same thing for the same reasons but I basically just got fed up I was drunk on Christmas day and I was bored on Christmas day and I just decided to I didn't announce it I just did a, like a stealth cull and then um, it was like half of my Facebook friends and yes. I realised that I culled the person I was supposed to be moving in with that in January so and I was lodging in her house and doing her a great favour and then when she tried to message me to be like you're moving in then she was like right well you've also defriended me and I, it was, and I had to be like oh, no. ah, drunk must have. and it was I just felt it was just so stupid have you done it Gina? I hate that yeah I did it with a campaign when I was doing the campaign and I, I did like a political campaign and I got loads of like I just got like a lot of abuse from guys and I changed my name because I was getting so many abusive messages and you know rape threats and shit like that and then I was like every every time there was a post because I was posting about trying to change law and then like all these debates would happen underneath it where it'd be like people who didn't know me in school who like bullied me and were shit would be like oh my god so proud of my gal I totally believe like women's rights and I was like oh my god you literally hated me like we haven't spoke for 10 years and it started to get in my head like this is really annoying I'm trying to do this work and like every time I go on Facebook people are like Gina what do you think about like when people catcall it's not a compliment I was like I don't want to talk about it so I just mm-hmm. deleted loads of people that I haven't seen in 10 years like you know people you collected when you were 15 on Facebook or whatever and then about about two days ago, I just got like loads of friend requests back, so they'd seen it and then gone. No, can I? No, can we be friends? And I was like, well, now I feel like I have to. But I I deleted you for a reason. Did you just accept <laughs> so everyone? Left. I just left. Them. No, I just left them. <laughs> Best post is next. Right. I have no contact for this, but apparently it involves the hashtags #WangBangaCar. And Jada Banger Mash. And I'm assuming the first one's something to do with Phil? Yeah, Phil Wang. This is not only uh, the thing I enjoyed most when I was on Twitter, but this is why I can't fully write Twitter off either. It's probably one of the high points of my life. (laughs) So it requires a lot of explanation. But Phil Wang, the comedian Phil Wang, had done a tweet. I can't now remember what the original tweet was. (laughs) Part of the tweet, it was something about the Batmobile... And there was, like, a sexual innuendo in there or something. I think maybe myself, maybe Steve McNeil, I'm not sure exactly who, replied to it saying, are you saying that you want to bang a car? And (laughs) then it's one of those things where I... One thing I really like, and this is going to make me sound like a complete hypocrite, but I think it's very different. When you all know each other, it's very different. I like collective-friendly bullying on social media. <laughs> so when it is... Like when everyone did it to me with my, with my Facebook status, I was yeah. like, fair enough. Really wish I was a part of this and not on the receiving end of it, but it is, it is great. <laughs> so a bunch of us jumped on Phil Wang, teasing Phil and calling him a sicko for wanting to bang cars and using the hashtag <laughs> WangBangACar and insisting that every time people tweeted about it, they had to use the hashtag, including Phil, which he did every time. So oh, hang on fun. a minute. When I was researching this, one of the tweets I saw was Phil lying down, like, topless, and then it zoomed in on his face, and then it got to his pupils, and he had, like, a mini or something right in his pupil. This makes so much sense. Yeah, <laughs> it that was, like, it. photoshopped images of him, like, getting, now what I realise, getting horny for cars. Yes. <laughs> I didn't realise that at the time. Well, obviously, Absolutely all your tweets that. are not there, so all we're seeing... No, so there's, there's no, no context. context. Right, great. I mean, I, I can't remember exactly what I tweeted. This isn't why it was the best thing, because that day was fun. Sure. And we did it for a while. Then, I think a year later, Nathaniel Metcalf got a notification like, hey, remember what happened on Twitter last year or whatever? It was like the wang bang a car thing. So he <laughs> tweeted us all again saying, 
Twitter's just alerted me that it's exactly a year since hashtag wangbangakar. And then it all kicked off again. And then it just <laughs> happened every year. And every oh, year... Shit. We would do Wang Bang a car again at him and he would have to deal with the fact that people were finding videos of men kissing cars and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Loads of fun. But that was not the best day on Twitter. The best day on Twitter was when Jade Adams bought a potato masher. <laughs> and she got an email from the people she bought the potato masher from, whatever company it was, John Jade Lewis, Adams is a, is a comedian. Saying, follow her. She's great. Jade Just so Adams. doesn't know. Also a fantastic comic. And she's getting emails every day from John Lewis saying, Hey, Jade, just wondering how that mash is working out for you. And she done a tweet, did a tweet being like, what? I'm bloody sick of this. Every day they're sending me emails asking me to rate the masher out of five stars and how, how happy am I with the masher. I haven't even used this masher yet. I'm, I'm absolutely sick of it. And then obviously I replied to it immediately going, so how's the masher working out? And then Steve McNeil replied, <laughs> going, so seriously, the masher, any good? And there was like, oh, the old crew's getting back together and we've got a new target. And then uh, that went on like all day. And she went, when do you guys actually drop this sort of stuff? How long does it usually go on for? And someone said, <laughs> pretty long, ask at Phil Wang. And then we started using the hashtag JadeBangerMash. And it... <laughs> It is my favourite hashtag ever. I laughed so much the first... I, I'm, and I'm going to say it. It's, it's the best tweet I've ever done because I was the one who came up with Jade Bang and Mash. I was, the, I, was the, I was the one who incorporated it. And it's the most I've ever laughed at anything that I have done myself. I was so pleased with it because it's the stupidest thing ever. It's so stupid. I love it. it. There was nothing sexual about Jade and the Masher. It was just that we've now bought in Phil Wang again. And, and so it was Jade and Bang like, and Mash. for goodness sake, it's still yep. going on. And then Jade really amped up being furious at us, but also using the hashtag Jade Bang and Mash every single time. Uh, Witch.com got involved. Uh, what? And, uh, so Witch.com were asking her uh, about the masher, but also using the hashtag Jade Bang and Mash. No. Oh, my God, uh, this is so this. good. And it went on for a long time. Ed Gamble turned up at a gig with Jade wearing uh, a Jade Bang and Mash T-shirt, which he had made. <laughs> Uh, for heaven's sake to himself with the hashtag Jade Bang and Bash. Um, so I ended up fun. actually going to Jade's house and uh, having a roast dinner and having to use the masher for the roast dinner. <laughs> no! That was a very nice meal. Uh, <laughs> it was brilliant. I, I, I laughed. The, the first day that we did Jade Bang and Mash, it, it lasted all day and I laughed out loud at every single tweet that everyone did and I was giddy with how There's happy so I was. so much joy that. from that. That's what it's yeah. good for. It's like this silly, like, stupid, fun stuff that you do between yes. friends. Like, that's so yeah. much fun. I mean, it happened once in the decade I was on there. But <laughs> yeah. It True, was, good it, point. It, I've had more laughs with my actual friends in the real world during that time. But so true. that was a lot of fun. I feel like this episode's giving me a lot of food for thought. <laughs> Just so you know. Genuinely. Feel, well, no, I genuinely sure. do, because all the other ones are like... And this one's like, made me go, oh. you're probably right. I'm used to doing podcasts that are thoughts about yeah! food. Yes, that. yes! Thank you so much, James. That was really Thank great. Thank you, James, I'm... for coming. Thanks for having me. Follow James nowhere, but you can follow James A. Castor, an account which is, was created because on Russell Howard's Good News, they misspelled your name, correct? Yep. Who runs the account, do you know? Yes, but I'm not allowed to say publicly. <laughs> People think it's me, which is so mad. People are like, oh, it's him doing it. What? 
was at MyDeletePod on Instagram and MyDeletePod on Twitter. And email us any guests you think we should have. And also any of your, like, old, weird, embarrassing tweets or Instagrams. You can email us at MyDeletePod at gmail.com. And look, subscribe, give us a lovely review. Mm. That would be nice. And remember, social media is meant to be fun. Or a billionaire industry that's sucking out your brains. <laughs> yes, but however you feel about it, if it starts making you feel bad, you can always just delete everything later. Delete your whole Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Bye. Thank you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.